You're listening to Rule the Galaxy podcast. I'm Vanessa Marshall, Harrison Dulon, Star Wars Rebels. May the Force be with you always. Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule the Galaxy fans. It is Joe in the pilot seat. And believe it or not, we are on chapter 225 of the Rule the Galaxy podcast. We have been going strong since January 2020, believe it or not. That's really hard to think about. Um... It's a really great show tonight. It's a special show tonight um, because we have a special guest. But before we get to our special guest, which if you're watching us live, you see her already. I always like to introduce the guys who are my rocks, the guys who keep this show going. And Alfie can't be here tonight. Brent will probably be late if he shows up as usual. But the rock star, D-Doc, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, You know, crazy day. Tiling a shower today and I have junk all over my hands. So if you see stuff on my hands i did get a shower after work today it's just like i grouted a shower today and my hands are like stained from it so yeah understood fun fun times i I literally was sitting there scrubbing them just like you know what i don't even care and i ran down here so that's what i was doing right before i got down here i'm always sprinting down the stairs to get in here for the podcast but i'm ready to go (laughs) well i tell you what before we hop to our special guest i'm going to throw out my fun stuff right before we got on here yeah i was doing the boring stuff of walking the dogs but right before that my son and my daughter-in-law came over with my grandson and they made the announcement that baby number two is on the way and we're going to have a little granddaughter so let's go yes yes. so um my first grandson is here my second grandson from my my daughter will be here in november and now baby number three little baby girl will be here next year so it's an exciting time i feel like i'm getting old way too fast so um but that's enough about me Uh, anybody who's watching the show tonight listening to the show tonight or listening to the podcast tomorrow will know that our real reason to be here is because we have the one and only miss vanessa marshall vanessa thank you for being a part of the rule the galaxy podcast joe thank you so much for having me nice to see you Dave, I am uh, I am honored to be here. Finally, we've been trying to do this for quite some time. I appreciate your patience, and you do not look old enough to have grandchildren. <laughs> I, I just don't even understand how that's possible. But happy to be here. I, I'm joining you from my new streaming studio. This is where I hope to do Women Crush Wednesdays to start, and uh, this couch behind me is where I'm going to. Uh, feature various voiceover ladies who are in the games with me, Kari Walgren, uh, Jennifer Hale when she's in town, uh, all Julie Nathanson, um, Anjali Bamani, all, all kinds of Star Wars nerds slash gamers. <laughs> and uh, this is where the fun's going to happen. I want to say I got the fridge because oh, yeah. you need to have the snacks. So you gotta anyway, have 
Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm building it up, building it out. I don't know if you can see, I have my, oops, hold on. Hold on. That won't work over here. Do you see that picture back there? That's I, yeah. That's me in 11th grade killing it with a mullet. So that's, that's awesome. That's the vibes of my stream, just FYI. Well, you know, you in one of your emails yesterday as we were finally planning stuff, that picture was in the, the email, and I thought, I got to know the story of who that is. If that's her. Did I send you that yesterday? It was accidentally like a snapshot of whatever in one of your emails to me, and I was like, I don't know if that's supposed to be there, but there's a picture of a person with a mullet. And oh, yeah. Can't, well, can't it's, it's her. my phone's screensaver. I mean, oh, that go. is awesome. <laughs> Dude, long live the mullet. And I, I have a merch store that has a candle with my mullet shot that says, uh, worship the mullet. I mean, I'm, I'm a very it. spiritual person. I'm not into like sacrilege or anything, but... <laughs> But it is a great mullet, so I think we can all light a candle to the mullet in general, and specifically from 11th grade for me. You know, uh, um, Vanessa, <laughs> we're, we're very similar ages. Ddoc's the youngster here. He's actually oh, like D-Doc. a year or two younger, a year or two older than my son, who's having uh, his second child. Um, but um, you know, you and I grew up in that time frame when yep. you know that hairstyle was rocking. Oh, I yeah, had, yeah. I think, I think I had what was it? not new kids i don't know in sync or new kids i had the like the curly mullet with the little yeah. rat tail looking thing in the back oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah so oh, yeah i've seen the old pictures of joe and he looked like he it. was a good time he really does you he know, looked like he could have just... went you, you could have put him straight into stranger things and he would have just blended in right away he would have been I, fine. I i feel like it's a time before we knew what sunscreen was oh you know? yeah it's just when we would just burn ourselves and be like yeah woo, you know <laughs> I, I miss those those days of, of mullet juice. Mullets and burnt skin and jean yeah. shorts and all oh yeah, it. all yeah. of it. Yeah, it was good times, good times. Yes. But yeah. I again, thanks for being here. And and you know, I guess I oh, and there's Mr. Brent. Brent is joining the show. Woo! First, first of all, I join in and I hear about mullets, and I want to know what <laughs> did I just let's go miss? show the picture of Miss Vanessa. All right, buddy. Well, here we go. Because it's probably easier to show you. Hold on. If you haven't seen teenagers, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, thanks, oh. buddy. You know, I mean, in a weird way, it's it's almost like what I'm saying is like, yeah, I'll wear your private school uniform, but I'm also yeah. going to make my hair stand on end Love and wear it. this peacock eyeshadow like I, you know. Yeah, and I'm a full-blown nerd. Don't, don't get it twisted. I am an absolute <laughs> nerd. It's not like I was a hardened criminal or anything. Well, you haven't seen the preteen teenagers right now because that style is making its way back into popularity. Let's I don't go. know. If, Let's go I mean, as it should. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. the the Kentucky mud flap is uh, large yeah, in man. charge in Indiana school system. Yeah. Live the dream, buddy. Yeah, Vanessa. Yeah. Sorry, you're you're roped in with three guys. Well, two guys from Indiana and one guy from the Philly area. So hey, um, how you doing? Uh, but uh, you know. <laughs> Vanessa, I'm not even sure we deserve, you know, to be on on this with you. I mean, we've got a Princeton mean? grad, a New York, oh, a New York on. University master's degree. Dude, dude, dude. Uh, come on. Look, what I do between Star Wars movies is just <laughs> what I do between Star Wars movies. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, this is this is like my collection light behind me, and I'm like I said, I'm still building my studio. There's there's not much down here. Like upstairs, I have a gajillion. I mean. Uh, D Doc, yeah. I love I love what's going on behind everyone. Oh, everyone, moment. everyone loves what's going on behind D Doc. I got shamed yeah. into coming in and trying to put something in my background. 
Oh, I had, dude. I had curtains the other uh, the other night. Yeah. So yeah. My well, stuff was in storage for so long, and I said I was going all out when I had the space for it. So yeah. I did it when when we got this, you know. So well, the thing is, my stream is a different angle. It's really more like like that, but it it I couldn't put this laptop where my cat. Whatever. Look, we're we're family here. We're good. Um, <laughs> Hey, um, we are we are already getting comments on the show. First of all, head, Headless Ned, who you're going to be on a show with him soon. Oh, of course, yeah. He Headless Ned saying let's go, and he's let's chiming go. in here. Come on, let's go. Yeah, so he's a great guy. He was at uh, ICCC with us as yes. well. So yeah. I, I love getting the comments. Thank you for everybody. Matt Tween, thank you for joining in. But uh, Vanessa, I'm going to start if that's okay. I'm just going to start it. throwing things at you because – Sure. You know, I think all of us nerded out. We were going through your IMDb and making sure, oh, my gosh, <laughs> look at all these things she's done. Sure. Um, so I guess one of the things I'm looking at is what made you or motivated you to start or want to get. I know you had parents who were in the entertainment industry and out in front of people and things like that. Was that your motivation or did you say, hey, this is me. This is who I am and this is what I want to do. Or was it a combination or what? Well, as you said, I did grow up in an entertainment family, and I think that actually made me flee from the business more than want to dive into it further. Um, it seemed it seemed mildly corrupt and um, sort of um, vapid and, and empty. And I went back east to go to school because people there, I felt cared uh, more about Star Wars, <laughs> you know, and by that, I mean, what, what goes in, in that comment is I care about stories, storytelling. Um, I, I know that this is the capital of, of storytelling as far as film goes. And that, that's why I returned here ultimately. Um, but I felt like I wanted to uh, quench my thirst for all the literature in the world that I could possibly read. And I did that at Princeton in New Jersey. And my father was a news reporter. My mom is an actress. I did a lot of stand-up comedy. And that to me is sort of the combination of those two things. I'm, <laughs> I'm being, I'm commenting on society almost sort of like as a, an anthropologist, if you will. So I'm reporting what I see like my dad might, but I'm, it's colored with, you know, imitations of, of people and how they spoke, not, not as affectation, but as this is how I explained to you what I just went through. And so stand-up comedy was really the perfect place for me, sketch comedy, kind of like SNL. Mm -hmm. And I created a one woman show uh, that was all about me being a plus size model. I used to weigh 50 pounds more than I do now. I'm maintaining a 50 pound weight loss for over 20 years. And forgive me if you heard this before, um, but the thing is, I did a one-woman show about what it was like to grow up in Los Angeles with all the pressure to be thin. My mom was a size zero, was rewarded for her size, and I was always kind of more like my Italian father. I like to eat a lot of food, hence the refrigerator <laughs> within arm's reach. And now I'm more like an athlete. I box and hike and run and all this, whatever. And um, But... Uh, a voiceover agent came to see the one woman show and saw, whoa, you know, you did all these characters, you might be best served doing animation, went in, read for her and started booking work. And it was sort of a matter of going where the love was. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it happened. I wanted to tell stories, whether they are 30 second commercials or two hour animated films or, you know, 
30-minute uh, narration documentary. You know, I mean, I just, I like to get at the truth and I like to try and understand people and, and why we do what we do. And that's why I think I've loved Star Wars so much because I think that space opera so elegantly gets at these issues of human struggle and, mm -hmm. and that kind of questing. And I feel like that's what brings us all together. Like when I met you at Nashville, it was as if I'd known you my whole life. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, I, I am sort of like that with New York Giants fans. I'm a huge New York Giant fan and I hope to go to MetLife in October and see another game. But, um, but, but I treasure, I treasure that as well. Um, how these different fandoms can bring us together in a culture that seems to be somewhat warring in, in most parts and, yeah. and ways. So anyway, it was, it was kind of by accident, a happy accident, and I'm grateful that it happened. And I frankly feel more comfortable being invisible in the world. Um, whereas celebrities like my mom are, are more sort of well-known and, um, you know, they have to face being in the public eye and really no one knows who I am. I mean, and I've said this before, there's one dude who works at Albertsons who has a Boba Fett keychain. Uh, it's a slave one. And, <laughs> you know, I'm always like, yo, man, what's up? And, <laughs> but other than that, and, and he's like, mm -hmm. like he, he, he knows I voice Hera and sure. animated stuff. And I try and nice him with some Blu-rays and I don't, you know, we take care of each other, but Anyway. It's a great community when people let it be one, for yeah, sure. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I take what I like and leave the rest. I don't know anything about all the other strange parts of it. I, I know what I love and celebrate. So You got it. Brent, go ahead. Yeah, so you mentioned weight loss journey, and I can sit here and I can vouch for all of that. Um, I was at one time 450 ish pounds. oh my gosh wow man! i'm currently writing at about 300 so i understand where you're at and like i've gone up and down because of the stressors of life and all that stuff sure, of course but with that you mentioned the word kickboxing and then also trying to do some deep dive i was floored with muay thai like out oh, yeah, of man. all out of all of the different disciplines 100 yeah, percent ranked like are you like actually mma muay thai bro, let's like, go bro bro <laughs> do you like, even lift bro let's go i mean yeah. i mean i'm scared bro. now because my shins hurt just thinking about muay thai yeah no i got a mean kick to the face that you never see coming i'm pretty intense i can oh. definitely i can handle myself i'm not a violent person but i will <laughs> no but i will protect i will protect sure. my friends i will protect my friends Absolutely. it's interesting i i went to a gun rage and i hope it's okay to talk about this without triggering Perfect. anyone yeah. sorry to use that two word. of us are in indiana we there's guns right across well, the street we're good but here here's what's interesting a friend of mine invited me to go i said okay this will be an interesting lesson and i at the time was playing wonder woman and black canary and all these um, characters that utilize weapons. And I had, you know, I have my MMA training and whatever else, but I don't, I don't necessarily have any training in that. But when I picked up the gun and tried to fire it, it was not great at first, but then I thought about, and this is actually what I thought about for my audition for Hera. There, there are certain people or things that are marginalized and have been needlessly victimized. And I feel a deep need to protect and care for them. And the minute I specified the need to protect 
I literally did three here and three here. And, and I realized I am not a, I, if you give, I'm not, you know, my, my uh, dad said, Hey, you know, maybe you should have a bat in your bed, you know, just in case you blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, dad, I'm not going to beat some dude who comes in the room. And then a friend of mine said, you know what, if there was a kid with you, you would definitely beat the crap out of someone. I said, well, yeah, for sure. And they said, well, maybe it's time to care about yourself in the same way. And uh, I thought, well, that's an inter interesting premise, but I'm not, I'm not wired that way, but I'm grateful to know that I have the capacity um, to protect myself and others. So it, it's valuable for me in that, in that <clears throat> regard. Uh, I don't own any firearms, so it's not like I'm going to have an opportunity to protect myself in that way, but. What took yeah. you to Muay Thai though? Like, so like, what was it about? <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm floored by this if you can't. Like, oh, bro, what took I, you to I, Muay Thai? Like, I, I mean, I, I get the protective and I get that protective nature, but what drew you to the Muay Thai stuff? Well, I, okay, I did Aikid Jiu Jitsu and then we got to the blue belt and then there were like sweaty dudes or no, yellow. And the sweaty dudes were like on top of me with the sweat dripping off their nose. Like it's almost going to drop right on you. And I was like, bro, tap out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. This is disgusting. There's not enough Clorox in the world to save me from your perspiration. I got to go. And um, then they were like, well, maybe you'll like Muay Thai because there's no tussling. Right. It's just repeated shin beatings. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, so I tried Muay Thai instead. I also tried French Sabat kickboxing, then just straight up boxing. Um, and then the MMA stuff, which is a little bit grapply. I'm not into the whole wrestling thing. That, that's exactly. Anyway. Are those your hellhounds, Brent? Yes. My daughter <laughs> just got home. And oh, cool. Yes. Uh, anyway. Designer mutts, by the way. Like they're like, nice. <laughs> D-Doc, by the way, are we better? Are we good? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. good. D-Doc, Brent and I have asked some questions. Do you have one keyed up that you want to <clears throat> throw at Miss Vanessa? Well, I mean, I have one that's kind of like, a, I guess it's technically a big one with what's coming out. I mean, what's your anticipation for the Ahsoka show and to see Hera like being brought into live action? I mean, she has to, I mean, she's your baby, you know what I mean? You and Poloni's baby. It's like, well, what's it like to see this? Um, handing off of the torch, I guess, or seeing it well, in live action. You know, um, I'm not sure what I'm allowed to comment on that. Not, not because <laughs> of, you know, my not being involved in the project, but simply I stand with the actors, obviously we're on strike and I stand oh, yeah. with the writers who are on strike and I'm able to talk about animation because those contracts are not up for uh, negotiation, but the on-camera stuff is, and my enthusiasm is so great that I tweeted out, let's go on one of the trailers. And I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Uh-oh. You know, but previous to this, I have said that I am beyond thrilled. And I believe it was at Celebration last year when they played a trailer and everyone thought it was my back. And, a, you know, is that you? No, it's not. And, you know, Filoni stood up and he said, no one is more excited about this than Vanessa Marshall. And it, it really warmed my heart. The whole room stood up and cheered. And that, you know, I, I played my part. But here's the thing. Uh, there's King Lear. There's Masha. There, there are all these great roles. There are iconic roles that have been written by playwrights and this one by Dave Filoni. And I did my part of bringing it to life in this iteration, but I have no ownership over anything really that I do. And I don't, 
Like I play Wonder Woman. And for me, I find the best Wonder Woman is Susan Eisenberg. I adore her Wonder Woman. There's no, oh, well, my, my there, there's no hater energy in the voiceover community that I'm aware of, at least not on my end. And, and my feeling is such that like, I got a piece of copy for Harley Quinn for something else, not, not the Harley cartoon that I'm in. Um, and I called Tara Strong and I was like, I'm not reading on this. And she said, why you should, I said, absolutely not. You are Harley Quinn. I'm not doing it. And that's how we are with each other is like, or if I, if I get a piece of copy and I'm like, you know, who could knock this out of the park? Kari Walgren would be amazing. I'm, you know, whatever it is, but like that, those are the vibes that, that sort of prevail as far as like the animation side of the street goes. And the rules are that much like Saw Gerrera was played by Andrew Cascino in the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. And then on camera uh, was played by Forrest Whitaker. Uh, that Those are the rules. Like the on camera is kind of the wild, wild west. It's not, now look, I'm so glad that Cad Bane stayed Cad Bane. You know, I'm so grateful to see Zeb. Um, I, I would have loved to have done it, but I'm, I'm also humbly grateful to have done anything at all and completely psyched to see it. I, I can't even tell you how excited I am. Cool. So yeah, I've, I feel like we're in good hands, not only with Dave Filoni as always, but of all the people they could have chosen, I absolutely love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I so respect her work. And my God, she's married to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Guys, we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> so excited. So I will say this. Um, if we trip up and exact, you know, ask something again like that, feel free to, hey, remind us because, you know, we're just three goofy guys who talk about Star no, well, Wars course, on the podcast. Of yeah. Um, and we I'm don't, not, yeah. we don't know the, the rules of the game, but yeah, you know, we're here sure. to play. So, um, yeah. so one thing that I wanted to ask you, um, you know, Brent, you know, right here, one of our co-hosts has always said that rebels was that story of found family, right? Yes. It, it was bringing these, all these different individuals together to make a family by the end of that. And I, I will stand by it and say that rebels for my money's worth is some of the best story growth for mm -hmm. a care for characters mm -hmm. across mm -hmm. a time frame of any star Wars we have. Um, so how, how, how do you feel about the work? I mean, the, the group, I mean, I know we saw you at I triple C and a lot of the group was there and you get to be with them and hang and talk. I mean, is it, is it really like that family feel even in 100%, real life? hundred percent, hundred percent. That is great. Yeah, it, it, it always has been. I mean, they really chose each and every one of us so specifically. You know, I've, I've said this before, but Taylor came to it with a true lack of awareness of anything Star Wars at all, which was lovely because Freddie is like a walking uh, Wikipedia. Like that guy with Sam Witwer, it's just like, what do you need to know? Those guys are on it. And, you know, as far as like a Jedi and a Padawan is concerned, their relationship was very much like that. Tia and I are always talking sports scores and, you know, <laughs> I mean, given that she's this sort of feisty Mandalorian character and very artistic, a lot, it was very true to form. And I've said this before that I was always sort of the, the nurturer in the group and Hera's the space mom. And uh, again, was so focused on the mission at hand that she wasn't into all the frilly romance stuff until of course the very end which was an amazing arc as you say it was was a beautiful progression and then of course her loss spoiler alert uh her loss and by the way 
kind of loved his erstwhile mullet. His last <laughs> hair was pretty fly. Um, yeah, was, it was harder was to say scene. goodbye yes. with his excellent haircut. But um, although she, the character didn't seem to appreciate, she's like, my hair looks funny. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, yes, I think that we were all very much like our characters and uh, that, that love and that spirit, when we see each other, it's as if no time has passed at all. So it's, we're very lucky to have all come together and, and we will forever and ever. And that's just the beauty of it. And much like you see the Clone Wars actors this many years later at conventions and stuff like that, it, the, the love is, is real. Star Wars family is real. Cool, good, Brent. Oh, well, I, you have to have just it had there, and it was there until you said Star Wars family is real, and then it took me out. But um, sorry, buddy. Did you guys do anything? Did you guys do anything once everybody had the job? Did you guys have like time where you were together to build the camaraderie? Did you do like oh, yeah. I don't know, like the the trust groups or like a a, a relationship building trip or do something to build well... the bond, or was it just in the booth and working in the booth together? Um, I think it was mostly working in the booth together. We had a few dinners. We also um, eventually went up to Skywalker Ranch, and that was like a pilgrimage to Mecca. I almost died. Um, and uh, we also ended up playing a bunch of role-playing games, uh, Age of Empire, and bonding that way. Tia wasn't really into all that. Um, she thought it was akin to like Ren Fair and like pantaloons and <laughs> things like that, which, uh, you know, I guess to be fair, it, it it can be. But I mean, we weren't like, you know, we weren't doing all that. I mean, there there was there was some flowery acting going on. But anyway, uh, Sam Whitworth was a great DM and we had a ton of fun together. And and yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it goes on and on. We're doing a bunch of conventions together. I believe it's called WUW uh, or UWU. I'm not sure. There's a convention in Mesa, Arizona. I should know the name of it. Uh, I've posted about it. Uh, at the end of October, we'll be in Mesa, Arizona together. Freddie will be there. Tia. Um, I don't know who else is uh, who lives in that area by any chance, but, you know, come say hello. Let's see if I can find the exact, where is it? Here it is. It's even UWUCon. Yeah, that's it. Okay, UW, the logo, it's it's rather confusing. Uh, you you know what I mean? Uh, no, no offense, uh, I don't mean <laughs> it, but, um, but uh, anyway, I don't care what it's called. It could be called living in a shoe. I would be there as long as the rebels are there. <laughs> That's all I need to know. So you I'm got very, it. very grateful. D-Doc, you got, you got another one lined up for us? Well, I, I guess one I could think of is it's like you're, you're a fan of Star Wars just like us. Um, when you were like going to do the role of Hera, were you like, oh, my God, this is Star Wars. Like I need to get like I need to knock this out. Like was it now? Was it like technically like a? Uh, I guess they do auditions for that or or where they were like we want you for this role technically. oh no 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 there was a read for something it was the project was called wolf i didn't know what it was it talked oh, wow. about, okay yeah it talked about a sun sword and i was like sun sword i didn't think it was star wars but i was like i know from sun swords i i know how to make this specific for me 
So I made it a Star Wars story in my mind when I did the audition and had no idea that that's, it was a wolf project. And I'm okay, fine. Dave Filoni, the wolf pack. I know, but it didn't, it didn't connect for me at all. But as I said before, I do care about communities that are marginalized and there are certain things that were going on in that time frame. And I plugged into the Star Wars stuff and I plugged into what was going on socially at the time that, that this character I was specifically voicing was working to do the right thing and, and stand up for what was right. And I try to do that in my own life, but here was an opportunity on paper to, to really give it a solid try. And I did, and I got a call back and Dave Filoni was in the room at the callback. That's when I had a heart attack <laughs> and I went to acting drama school at NYU. I have a master's in acting. So I was able to be a, a professional and, you know, I framed the parking pass because I thought it was the best my life was ever going to get was the callback. And it was between me and two other women. And I waited and I waited and then they went with me and I, I, I just can't tell you how grateful I am. Um, yeah, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me, period. And full stop. Awesome. So I'm curious about the audition process. And this is, I think, taking a little bit of one of our stars, <laughs> Alfie's question. And Dr. Squatch, who also put into our comments section, I'm going to kind of pull it in. Oh, cool. What, his question was, what is your thought process when voicing Hera? But the question that I'm going to kind of ask is, how much of... In your audition, how much did you get? Is it a paragraph? Is it five pages? Is it a whole episode? And so um, how detailed did you get of her to be able to build the character? So it kind of takes all of those things. Um, and it can Really, really rough sketches. It was, she's the, the silent leader of the group who has chosen this ragtag bunch of individuals to carry out a mission. And she's both stern and capable of protecting herself and very nurturing. And it's, you know, uh, it was one page long. It was about five different lines that covered like a call to action, um, a, a motivational speech that I, I believe was said to Kanan. I'm not sure. But it seemed, you know, in hindsight, mm -hmm. that's what it seemed to be. And and all of the Star Wars language was filtered out. So, um, you know, it was just that she was a strong female character and cared very much about a cause. And uh, that's that those are the motivations that I played. And again, I plugged into my Star Wars stuff and I plugged into things that were going on in the world that that I wanted. I wished I could make a difference uh, and do something about and. It, it worked out. <laughs> I would say it did. Um, so Alfie has a question for us, and he, mm -hmm. he sent it over to us, like Brent said. Um, where is it? Where is it? Uh, goodness, I just had it. He it the, it's the difference between squadrons and is it that was that question, yeah. Joe? Yeah. Yes, so yes, like, no. so you voice squadrons in the video game. Was there a different approach? Did you have to go into a different space? Did you? Have, how did you retap in? How oh, was yes. Rebel Hera. It was incredibly different insofar as Hera, I could read and squadrons I had to memorize and I haven't done on camera because I did the mocap for it. 
Oh. So I was on I was on a mocap stage interacting with the other actors, and it was all live and to memory, and it wasn't just. So it was it was I had to use muscles I hadn't used in a long time. I used to do on camera acting and and um, you know was happy to do it, but it was a different process for me. Um, and I think I don't know if I answered the question uh, that was posted in the chat per se that. I definitely tried to bring out the, the parts of myself that are most like Hera for every session that I could. And basically, you know, Rob Paulson is an incredibly talented voiceover actor. And every time he gets in front of the microphone, he says, God, please help me get out of your way. <laughs> and um, so I tried to get out of my own way and believe that I have that capacity for goodness in me and, and really just play that full out. Um, I think our humanity causes us to feel things like fear and doubt and taking things personally and all the four agreements that we're not supposed to do. But Hera seems to be pretty on track. And so I just tried to discipline myself to reveal those elements of my own personality. Uh, I've also said this before, my father is a pilot and I care very much about flight and have such respect for it and the amount of perspective that it gives to be up above. And I, I really do understand her love of flight for for that reason but anyway just to circle back to that question also i you, you said your father's a pilot and i think i read that you were flying in a biplane like an oh, yeah. open-topped biplane like oh yeah 1950s style like 100 grand mm -hmm. yeah. oh uh yeah um, okay yeah. <laughs> you again, Muay Thai and now flying in an open cockpit. You yeah, have like, like a lot Snoopy. more boxy than I do. Sure. Uh, here's the thing I dared my dad. My dad retired from uh, doing uh, news reporting at KNBC here in Los Angeles. And I dared him to get a pilot's license. And not only did he get one, he also decided to learn how to do aerobatics. And I know. And got the Snoopy plane, like mm. the Baron Von Wack, Wacky Doodle open cockpit biplane plane. And I was like, wait, what? And um, so I went up flying with him and he was about to do a maneuver. I didn't know this. And he cut the engine. Oh, did a stall and, on you? Well, I thought, uh, did he just <laughs> pass? I was like, dad, dad. And I could hear just the air and the and the wind blowing on the strings that were sort of holding this thing together and i was like wow man this is really not how i saw this ending and <laughs> my then, heart is in my throat right now yeah no and and of all the ways to lose a parent i, I just was like this is so not cool mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he just like did a nose dive and then we started spiraling and when mm -hmm. you get enough speed spiraling down then then you go back up again and he was like woohoo and I was like, you seriously, dad. <laughs> yeah. So that's my father and that's flight. And I don't know, as I've gotten older, I'm not, I'm, I'm not as much of a space mountain seeker. You know, I have become more like, Oh God, can't you hurt yourself if you do that? Me, I don't know. You know, I'm a little more like, Oh my neck. You know, I'm not like a mini goat or anything, but um, I used to be a little more like, yeah, let's jump in the biplane. Let's not even consider the fact that you're not wearing a parachute. Let's not even think about it. Let's just go. You know, I guess that's more in the, the like mullet juice days of your <laughs> where like, you know, not the brightest bulb. Like 
really, dude? What are you doing? Um, By the way, anybody who is listening to this podcast, you need to go to Rule the Galaxy on YouTube and see this picture of Vanessa Marshall. (laughs) It is. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, if you want, um, if you come to my live stream, I will be live streaming from my room. I'm on Twitch. Oh, it's right there in the corner. Yeah, buddy, you came late. So we did like like straight up glamour shots. Yo, well, this one I found, this one, my mom, I don't know what she did. The one down below here, my mom like put magenta eyeshadow and I was like, mom, what is that? And I, okay, great. It's going on the wall. I don't know. And then my 11th grade yearbook photo where like my hair, I said, was a cry for help uh, that went unanswered. Um, yeah, I've kind of just decided to go with that vibe here in in my streaming studio. And of course, I have like this is from a gift from Lucasfilm for mm. being in the Clone Wars. That is awesome. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, got to play Rook cast in the final season. That was epic. Oh, wait, there's like a little blue light. There we go. Um, anyway, uh, this this is this is my fun room because I think you have to decide to make it fun. Everybody's got to have one. You have to have a yeah. release, right? Just a little yeah. place to get away. Um, yeah. So I had a couple things. And sure. if I'm way off on this, you guys all catch me. But I'm looking yeah. at dates and times here. And Lucasfilm was bought by Disney in 2012, right? Yeah. Star Wars Rebels, um, A New Dawn. Sorry, Star Wars, A New Dawn. The book came out in September of 2014. And then Rebels came out in October of 2014. Mm-hmm. So... Before the new movies, before anything, your character, you were the, you were kind of that lead, like you said, mother figure, uh, leader of the group. You were the, one of the initial voices of the new era of Star Wars. Does that, do you sit back and like pinch yourself and say, wait a minute, like Mark Hamill in 77 and Ewan and, and, you know, Hayden in in the late nineties and, and you were a part of this same kind of thing, but in this genre of it? A hundred percent. Yes. Uh, I, I really was so thrilled. Like we did, uh, I believe it was New York comic-con and we could only, it, I don't even think it had come out yet. I did star Wars weekends before the show had even come out. Um, we were already welcomed into the fold by Lucasfilm and, and it was just such an honor. And then, San Diego Comic-Con 2014 was a life-changing experience. Um, we became a part of the Mandalorian community. The 501st inducted us in, I think it was the first celebration that we went to as a group. And it's just been one magical memory after another. And and yes, I was honored to be in A New Dawn, I, which I thought was just a fantastic book. It really was a treat to read how that all came together, uh, her relationship with Kanan and her choosing him. Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. I, I'm, I've, I've, we've been, we can talk Star Wars all night, but you've got a shorter time. You've got to get that phone fixed. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned live, live things. Like I know you did the sketch mm-hmm. in the stand up. My son's doing that right now. We're on a small tour. I'm going with him on some tours here in the Midwest. Oh, cool. Stand up and sketch comedy. Great. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to be around that. Yeah. Um, But like on camera as acting, were there certain bits you did or spots you did where you feel like, wow, I really enjoyed 
that on camera portrayal that I did? Were there? Well, you know, it's funny. I seem to have a signature move in the world of commercials, and it it looks like this. <laughs> if that is necessary on any okay, so Ross Dress for Less had a commercial where the, the husband wanted to play golf everywhere in the restaurant, in the thing, in the thing. And every time they would cut to the mom going like that, that's all I had to do. They, they fed me like Cuban food and catering and this and that. All I had to do was roll my eyes with contempt. And I was like, wow, I feel kind of rude, but all right. So, you know, Alan Iverson has his move. Like mine is this sort of, weird judgy eye roll that I do. Um, that was a lot of fun to do that. Um, I got to play a number of poignant characters at NYU, you know, anything from Chekhov to Shakespeare and uh, Brecht and all sorts of Commedia dell'arte characters. And that's more in sort of a theatrical regard as opposed to an on-camera uh, experience. Uh, I got to, actually, I kind of did the eye roll in an episode of Law and Order I was, you know, one, you know, they have like 10,000 people that they interview and I was a, like an intern or something. And Chris Noth thought I was guilty. And I was like, I type a hundred words a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of got it in there too. I don't know, buddy. So like, if you have any like eye roll needs, call me. Uh, but okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I would have loved to have, explored more of the on-camera stuff but I just have so much more fun doing voiceover and and feel really at home with my colleagues so it's all good <laughs> Did it, so you you mentioned you mentioned the uh, the live stream so like the live stream is going to be you live streaming video games that you've voiced over right, right? yes yes yeah, so so a couple things you've mentioned before you're a nerd when yeah. did your nerddom <laughs> towards video games start was At it the, prior yeah. to, is it prior to voiceover or after the voiceover? Of after the voiceover. Okay. Um, in the pandemic, I realized that I've been in over 122 video game titles and <laughs> I have no idea. Like so I found out that I was Samus in Metroid Prime. Um, I mean, I know I did these jobs. I got invited to a Mass Effect convention and I said, mm -hmm. why? And they said, because you're in all three Mass Effects. I said, I am? <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. I want to play those. So Courtney Taylor is hopefully going to come over and we're going to try to play Mass Effect together. And of course, I'm not great at these games, but uh, recently I was live streaming playing uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 or Peace Walker and um, or both. I don't know. We, we were messing around with both. I created, uh, well, I didn't create the event, but I helped... Um, create the vibe of it they they asked me to do um an event called metal gear solid con mgs con mm -hmm. and uh, my agent put it together but uh i volunteered to do it for free if they would raise money for the wounded warrior project and we did and it was a lovely experience for the fandom and i think um that's sort of what i'm trying to do right now with my life is i want to have fun and i want to pay it forward and I, much like I played the video game Metal Gear Solid that I was in, and we had a, an event for that fandom, and all, I got all the voiceover actors in the game to come, and everyone brought their figures, and they all got signed, and it was a really, really special day. People had tears in their eyes saying how much it meant to them. I feel like we all need to know that we matter, and and that we that that we're cared for and about, and and I do 
feel that very deeply um, for the various fandoms that I've been in. I'm a huge Marvel fan. I love DC. Um, the Young Justice community has been incredible. Uh, but anyway, so I decided to create this uh, streaming night for Women Crush Wednesday. And I want to have the various artists over. Uh, I'm Shiva in Mortal Kombat. And um, I am uh, Black Canary in Injustice 2. And I want to play these things. I'm the caretaker in the new Marvel Midnight Suns game. So I want to give that a whirl um, and have the various actors over here on my luxurious couch. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we're both going to stream and, and play the games. And like I said, there's a fridge with a ton of monster and whatever else you need. But uh, but we're really we're, we're going to hang out and I'd like to raise money for different charities with each stream. And uh, I had the privilege of working with uh, DreamHack in San Diego, helping them with different video game activations. And uh, we did, uh, I think it was a Tekken blindfold match where I played blindfold and a guy told me how to play the game. <laughs> he was directing me from behind. Um, but we raised $41,000 for the Autism Society. And uh, in Dallas, we raised a bunch of money for the American Heart Association. And that was the weekend that Diablo came out and all the Diablo voice actors were there and I was able to help interview them. I kind of feel like I'm utilizing my stand-up skills again to host these uh, eSports events and you know really help make the time uh, more of a um, magical experience. I know most of the gamers that go are, are obviously in love with the gamers uh, who, who are there to play in the various brackets, but it's also fun for them. It blows their mind when, you know, we would drop into their live stream and Shiva and I'd go for the show car <laughs> and they'd be like, ah, you know, um, so, so we, we all uh, play well together. And um, I hope to go to DreamHack uh, in Atlanta in December. And I ho hope to bring my Women Crush Wednesday chicks with me. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure which video game we'll play there, but we will. We did a, a Halo panel, a um, bunch of fun things in Dallas. So it's this, it's this wild, wild west for, you know, a long time ago at Comic-Cons, voiceover actors were not a part of it. And we're very much a part of animation. So why wouldn't we be? Well, now it's a foregone conclusion. But I feel like why aren't we at these esports events for the same reason that we're in these video yeah. games? And it's not about our egos, but it's about let's help the fans have the most magical experience that they can. Not like how San Diego Comic-Con became this place for, you know, Chris Hemsworth to show, you know, I don't, I, it's not about that. It, we love the story. We love the characters. Like the last of us is a spiritual experience. It's not just a, you know, yeah, it's a video game, but fans of that game care deeply mm -hmm. about it. I mean, and, uh, you know, the show on HBO was, was a symphony and the ode to it. It was brilliant. Um, but anyway, I feel like these games uh, can bring us together. I know there's a dark side to the internet, uh, but there's also a wonderful side in which we can amplify each other and unite us with our, our similarities instead of focusing on our differences. And I hope to do that in some small way. The other thing I hope to do is do some RPG stuff with Freddie and Sam Witwer. Again, uh, I might have another night where I stream with them, not here, but we'll, <laughs> we'll do that, uh, you know, remotely, virtually. 
So there's all kinds of fun stuff for 2024, you guys. Stay we're, looking, we're looking forward to it. D-Doc, Brent and I, as usual, always ask way too many questions. You hop in there. You got something else for us? Well, I, I'm actually reading the comments section now, and not to put you on the Hit spot, it. but Headless sure. Ned asked, um, what is your favorite game of all time? What is your favorite game of all time? Which is a tough question. I'm terrible at all-time questions. Favorite game of all time? Well... I, I must say Metal Gear has a really special place in my heart. I had never seen anything like that at the time. Uh, I was horrible at playing it. I, I prefer to play <laughs> Madden or NHL. Yes. Uh, yeah. But, NHL, uh, are we, are we Islanders? Like you said you were a Giants. Are you an Islanders fan? What, like, what you are know, you... Here's the weird thing. I love Jersey Devils, uh, mm, okay. but I'm also happy to watch any game. Like, I, I love the Penguins. I love mm. I love any team that like gives it a good Pittsburgh go. You know, are you a Flyer I mean, fan, D Doc? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I'm a Flyers fan, but we've been in purgatory for a while now, so I can't. I have no room to trash talk in hockey. <laughs> I could not. Yeah, no room. I am well, an Eagles fan though, so I mean, you know, okay, well, thing, you know. Yeah. My wife is from New York. She's a Giants fan. It all works out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> look, if you start talking about the Cowboys, you can agree that you are not fans of the Cowboys, and that's exactly. You can leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Um, anyway, Metal Gear. So yeah, no, you're Met good. Metal Gear, I think, would be my my most favorite. But I gotta say, uh, Jedi Survivor. Oh yeah, pretty intense, dude. Uh, yeah, and I'm, of course I'm gonna play Squadrons. I'll play Hera in the Squadrons game. I'm you know I've already been warned it's in, an impossible <laughs> game, but okay. I mean I think here's the thing. <laughs> I was horrible at boxing when I started, and now I'm very proficient. I learn. I love to learn. So I think it'll be fun for viewers to watch me get good at these games and and actually teach some of the other women that I work with in voiceover and and you know that that's a fun thing to watch I think so absolutely well I I think one of the things that I've loved so far one when we met and the interaction we've had planning this and everything is there's so many people in different industries and we'll just use your industry that you're in that it's very difficult to contact them. It's very difficult to interact with them or to feel like they're one of us. Right. And yeah. you, you have done a fantastic job and I wanted to throw out a couple names real quick uh, mm -hmm. because I, I'd be remiss if I didn't um, Steve Glosson and Teresa Delgado. Uh, yeah. They uh, Steve's on our show all the time. And he said, out of all the people right now in Star Wars, he just feels like you are such a great ambassador. And he Aww. used to talk to you when, with Teresa on different things. Yeah. Um, and then Adam Bray, who wrote a lot of the books related to Rebels when they were coming out and all sure. that. Adam's a great friend of the show. And he even sent a message out, I think, that he got the opportunity to name your gun, your pistol from yes. Rebels. Yes. And I yes. can't remember the name off the top of my head, but he, he posted it recently. So I, I just wanted to share those names with you because, you know, it's not often that when we say, hey, we're going to do this interview with this person and people like that come to us and say, she's fantastic. She's great. Aww. And and to spend this time with you and, and to really say, you know, this is solidifying what they've said about you. I, I just want to say thanks and share their of names course. with you again because they yeah. want me to say hi. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. for mentioning them. Ahead, print. I, I want to make sure I get this question in prior to us going off. This is a running gag for anybody that's been on, on the show for the first time. Okay. Um, it all started with Joe's brother, 
Tony Molinaro, who was making fun of one of my Count Dooku. And basically oh. they were judging they were judging my man Count Dooku and the quality of his lightsaber and hilt because he said he went to uh, he went to like the Sevi's workshop and they had them all laid out and who would want that curved blade or who would want that one? And I was like, wait a minute. I really like Count Dooku's lightsaber. Yeah, sure. And then they called him Stumpy and he get his head cut off. He got his arms <laughs> oh, cut off and then oh. they nicknamed him Stumpy. But the question is, I have to get the lead up. Which lightsaber hilt in the entire Star Wars pantheon? do you like the most like just is there one that speaks to you is like what hilt do you like well um there's uh the is it the seventh sister no it's not the seventh sister she's the inquisitor it was the role that sarah michelle geller played what's that second sister second sister is that it yeah uh in survivor and the is it no 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 in rebels Rebels. in rebels Rebels. yeah i think it was season two if i'm not mistaken I believe she had this like really crazy red, like the helicopter lightsabers. Yeah, it was something like that. I, that like that's the what circle, that's what they got the circle mind. around it, and they can spin exactly. around. Exactly. Yeah, okay. it was it was okay. akin to the Inquisitors, and and yeah, I I, I wish I could uh, remember the exact name of it. Uh, awesome. I love yeah, when you that, hear new ones. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. yeah, look it up because it's it's pretty awesome. If if I'm remembering correctly, and it's possible after the pandemic, sometimes my brain feels like oatmeal. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there we go. Round, yeah, round yeah. with the double blade. So that seems kind of bananas to me. And of course, the black <laughs> saber, dude. Oh, the dark saber you know. from dark uh, saber. Like, yeah. Yeah. Ball, dark saber. The, yeah, yes, yeah, the yeah, dark yeah. saber. Yeah, of course. With May it rest in peace. May it rest in peace. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, Pieces, yes. Um, so, <laughs> do you? Um, is there not to go off Star 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 Trek? My gosh, Star Wars again! Wow, um, wow, man, just, Joe! Oh, right there. We've talked a ton about that, but I like to hear some different things. And you've been filling tons of different topics, and I love it. Um, is there a character, whether it's Wonder Woman or uh, Gamora or Black Canary or? Mary Jane, that's your favorite outside of what you do with Star Wars. And did I read correctly that you played Ruth Bader Ginsburg in Rick and Morty? I did indeed. Yes. <laughs> there's an episode, there's some, it's a trippy episode where they're on a train and all sorts of weird things happen. And I got to play Ruth Bader Ginsburg in that. Wow. Uh, I love playing Mary Jane in Spectacular Spider-Man. That was a real privilege. I Spider-Man's one of my favorite comic books and um it was an honor to sort of i don't know throw my ring in the hat and and give my take on mary jane i was grateful for that opportunity you know as a nerd and and you know with all my love of storytelling it was always interesting to me how she feeds his heroism and and stands in her power and in turn helps him do the same you know so that's cool that's yeah great. Brent or DDoc, I know we're getting down to close time before Vanessa has to make a run somewhere. Any any last questions before we let this young lady hop away from our stage? What, one of my uh, hidden favorite things that you do that I didn't realize till last night, I was on your YouTube channel, the CBS commercials that you do. The, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was telling my wife, I was like, 
I was like, listen to this real quick. I'm like, this is who we're, I was like, this is who we're interviewing. Tonight. She knows nothing about Star Wars. She, I was playing a commercial that you had done. And she's like, that sounds like the voice from the Big Brother commercials on like yeah, CBS. That's, or that's exactly. That's, I was that's, like, that's, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what that was. Yeah, I, I got to do stuff for HGTV for Big Brother. Um, and uh, gosh, I did, um, there was a show on Fox that I did one Christmas season it was like a dancing competition show that was also lots of fun um there was a cool show on cbs called swing town which was really interesting mm -hmm. and uh the guy i'm i'm gonna have to answer this my neighbor has called me 40 times i don't know if something's on fire give me one second hello we're getting this live we'll let her talk and do um, that and there we go she, <laughs> she's, she's got to answer her neighbor's call I'm and muted. she's got to hop off the show here in a minute um but I don't know, guys. This has been fantastic. I'm really Absolutely. excited. Well, one of the big things is like when I saw that it was Autism Speaks with DreamHack, and I, I want to get back and just like obviously that has become something that's important sure. to me over time um, with my secondary role. So I just, I'm going to ask her here in a second. Um, there's a there's a fire on my street, so <laughs> oh, I think gosh. I need. I'm going to oh, have to. Okay. Um, can Can you? We're live, so yes. this yeah, is good. not cool, but I think no. there's an emergency. Um, that's why Absolutely. he called like 40 times. Can you, can I just run and, and check and see if, if like the hillside's on fire or more will than we say goodbye? No, no, go right ahead. Take care of your stuff. It's, hold, okay, yeah. hold on one sec. Uh, okay. I wish I had hold music. Think of something 80s. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> think of something to match that hairstyle. No. <laughs> Brent, I think I think that's um, a great question to end on because I think it's a great, great story and a great reason. Um, and and she yeah. seems to do this with a lot of things, so it's very cool how much she puts into the community. Yeah. Um, and we hope everything's okay with the fire and everything. Yeah, one hundred. Right. That has to go. <laughs> right. She has to go. I mean, know, she's in the I, California area, so you never know if it's just a hot, if it's just a house fire, or if it is the entirety of the surrounding neighborhood with yes. the, the forest fires. Because I mean, Canada right now is up in flames. Is it still? I don't know. Hawaii, sure. Canada, oh, Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii's been yeah, bad too. Come on. And we're like, hey, Star Wars show. This is not the Emperor. He's not doing the world devastators right now. Okay, we're, it's just bad things happening in the world. That's all. Although the emperor could have returned. So, do any this. news topics that we can throw out there while we're waiting? News topics. How long until the end of the world again? <laughs> a week. Like two. One week is it? One, one week. It is one week since you looked at me, turned your head yeah. and said, "I'm sorry." No, no. <laughs> I know where you're blues going. Traveler. Yeah. No, it's not blues yeah. traveler. It's um. It's Who been bare naked week? sisters or bare naked bare ladies. ladies. <laughs> Come on, Brent, you have no idea how many times <laughs> six-year-old Dave Doc played that song. I believe. I still don't know. You said six-year-old so. Dave Doc played that, and like Joe and I were like adults <laughs> at that time. It probably I, was six, yeah. I would say, because I mean, I. Uh, the Smash Mouth uh, song came yeah. out at the perfect time uh, for me too. I remember we were going on field trips, just like every person on the bus singing Rockstar when I was a kid. Oh my gosh! Well, hey, while we do have a minute, and if she comes back, she comes back. If she doesn't, it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. to have Vanessa. I mean, her on. stream is still going, so okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, um, I have. I'm keeping my eye down there if she at, comes back and everything. As most of of our followers know, because of Twitter and Instagram and everything. Uh, me and Scott Riffin got a chance to meet. It, it, it was crazy. It was a mad dash. We went and had breakfast. 
took some pictures, talked for a couple hours. It was fantastic. Uh, Scott Rifen is one of a kind and can't say enough good things about that young man. Um, just we need to plan better so we can all meet up and, and have fun together. Go ahead. He was appreciative of my backdrop too. He even said that it's, yes. it, it's a start. That's, yes. I mean, that's how I read it in Scott Rifen deadpan. Thank it's, you, Brent. It's a start. That's no, it, it, no you got to say it. It's, it's uh, a start. start. That's kind of how Scott would have said it. So um, and that's then the way I, I read it anyway. I wanted to throw out a quick shout out to um, Jessica and her guest last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amy Sturgis and Emily Strand. Uh, that was phenomenal. If, if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to that show, uh, the week before show where it was me, Riley Blanton, Scott Rifen, and Steve Glosson. I mean, I think just two shows in a row where great Star Wars stuff going on in both of those. Thanks to all of them for being a part of the show over the last few weeks. Um, fantastic stuff. So wanted to just give a shout out to all of them real quick and say thanks because it was a lot of fun. And while she's gone, I will say this. This this young lady has been on Johnny Bravo, <laughs> Powerpuff Girls, Scooby-Doo, uh, Spider-Man, as she said, Avengers, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. I don't know if you remember that show or not. Yep. Um, I want to, I wish she had more time because she was, it said in her IMDb, she was on Hot in Cleveland, which if she did do an appearance on that show, could, could, could Vanessa have met Betty White? Because yeah. that would have been phenomenal. You got to sneak that one in, Joe. You always <laughs> get it. You always got to <laughs> ask about an obscure show. So go ahead. And now, before we move on to though, what time did you meet Scott Rifen? Did you guys go to breakfast? No, okay, what so time did you say it was? So 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Dude, 7 that stressed me out. Right, right. So Scott that wakes up at like 4 a.m. So like this is like this that's like lunchtime for Scott, right? So that doesn't mean anything to anybody. I if was Hayden like, Christensen asked me to meet him for breakfast at 7 a.m., I'd probably be late for it. Okay, All right, well, you'd be, right you you'd be late for anything, You two would both be late. d you'd be late for anything. Hey, um, yeah, sorry, there's a fire truck right outside. Uh, oh. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but okay. um, anyway, apologies for that. Uh, my, no. neighbor, my neighbor was calling like 40 times, and I was like, bro, I'm on a call. I'll call you right back. But like the 50th time, I was like, something's very wrong. i got to take the call, and I'm sorry. I'm oh. I'm gonna shout this out to your neighbor. Yeah. Texting works. No, he was texting. <laughs> call oh, okay. Me. He was texting. Call me. Call me. Call me. Call me. Call me. So oh, I don't goodness. know. I mean, what constitutes like stopping a live broadcast? If the hillside's <laughs> on fire, I kind of got to go. But yeah, we mentioned that um, right because it's you're out in the you're out west, so you never know if it's just a small fire or if it's like a giant rager that you need to take like. Yeah, no, if I need to evacuate. Um, yeah, right. Anyway, so what was the final question? Wait, so, yeah. Brent, so I, like, one of the things you mentioned also was the dream hack. And when I was doing some research, I looked at it. So the foundation Autism Speaks. Did yes. you know that that like, was that part of what took you to dream hack? And is Autism Speaks a one of your foundations? Because I know you like to speak, like you just said, for those that don't have a voice or those that are marginalized. Yes. So is Autism Speaks like one that's near and dear to you or... Um, I believe it was actually um, the Autism Society of San Diego. Oh, yeah, exactly. They, there you go. Yeah, that, that they raised money for. Um, I, of course, uh, 100%, I've done um, the, I've voiced the Special Olympics and narrated those yes, for I ESPN. I saw that on your and, YouTube. Um, yeah, there was, there was all kinds of um, 
uh, wonderful uh, stuff that I've, I learned from doing that. But, but yes, of course, I, I care very deeply about that. Um, I am not on the spectrum, but I know people who are, and um, I, I support uh, those causes among many, um, you know, uh, they're, they're all listed on my, um, on my, I have a, uh, in my bio on my socials, you can go, uh, to find the different charities that I give back to. Um, I just thought it was awesome. Just, uh, I work in education setting and I support oh. the special ed departments at the school that I work with. Oh, um, great. My son has a rare genetic condition, which autism oh. is part of. And then I also have a secondary job where I work as a behavior management consultant for individuals that have been identified with autism to try to get them and help them navigate the world. So when I saw that, like, I thought, I thought like, that's awesome that that was near and dear. And I also will tie it back to star Wars. My boy tech got Mm -hmm. rested. So right. Like, so from the, from bad batch, like, he yes. was one, him and 3PO, but 3PO, you can kind of tell that 3PO is like, because he's an android, but yes. you had a living character that was like very, very um, yeah. reminiscent of somebody with ASD. So yes. um, I was yes. just curious how, anyways, I'll stop. So thank well, you. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you for bringing yeah. that up. Yeah. And I do really think it's important to give back. And um, that's one of the, the, things that that I enjoy about creating these events for different fandoms that I hope moving forward will be able to do that. Uh, USO Gaming is another organization, Mm -hmm. Black Girls Code. There are all Mm -hmm. sorts of Native American uh, tribal communities that I want to support. And um, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um, So, Well, before I I say thank you and goodbye, I'm going to ask one snippet of a question. It could probably be a yes or no answer, but... Did I read that you were in Hot in Cleveland? And yes. if you were, did you get to hang out with Miss Betty White? I was in it and no, oh. unfortunately. Uh, yes, much like uh, I was able to uh, uh, punch Lando Calrissian in the stomach, <laughs> I, I didn't get to meet him either. But, you know, sometimes in the world of animation and voiceover, we record things separately and they put it together in post. So I didn't have that okay. honor. Well, that yeah. I just I, I'm I'm I always bring out the weird things. Even when I was speaking with Ian McDermott, I was bringing out weird things instead of Star yeah. Wars stuff. So, look, you go take care of you. Not only yeah, your phone, I, but your fire. There's a bit of an emergency on my yeah. hillside, so I'm going to go yeah. take care of it. But thank you so so much. You guys are my family. I adore you, and uh, I appreciate your patience. And no. uh, we we will all be together again. One so, last quick plug: where like Women Crush Wednesday is on Twitch. Yes, sorry, I should have mentioned my Twitch yeah. <laughs> channel is Vanessa Marshall 1138, uh, 1138, Vanessa Marshall 1138. Yeah, there it is. And, uh, there it is. Yeah, it's this... I just subscribed to it. Thank so. you, sir. Ready. Thank you. I did yesterday. Yeah. I just want to. Oh, yeah. cool. Oh, awesome. gosh. All right. Let, let this young lady take care of her life. <laughs> Vanessa, thank it. you. It's been a great pleasure and an honor to have you on, and you've been so great to work with. Thank you, and hopefully, our paths will cross again. Oh, they will. We'll, we'll, we'll be hanging soon. Hopefully, yeah, I want to go to New York City Comic Con. Mm. Uh, New York Comic Con, they have Vader Tots. There's a group of us. We go get Vader Tots together. So you never know. <laughs> you got you it. You never know, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, kiddo. Have a good all evening. Right. Go take care of all your things. Thanks. Thank hey, you. and uh, D-Doc, congrats on the tiling of your shower. That is. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <it was> quite <laughs> an accomplishment. Thank put, you, that on, put that on the gratitude list. You killed it. So. I appreciate well it. Well done. You. All right. <laughs> Lots of love. Take Stay care. Safe. Thank you. Right, you too.
Bye-bye. This dude, we, we're just, Joe, we're just schmucks here. Like, this guy's got, like, followers galore with his TikTok and his DIY stuff. You had to one-up me, though, Brent. You, you had to say that you subscribed to the Twitch before me, man. <laughs> and then I had to screw up the first freaking question I asked tonight, too. <laughs> oh, like, at you least did, you did was like, do you remember when doing that? That was great. That was great, <laughs> right? Like, like when she said she walks in with Filoni and her heart's in her chest. Like, I mean, anytime anyone that we have of any note comes on, I'm just fearful. I'm gonna ask one of those questions. And we yeah. are still live right now. By the we way, are. we are. Um, so oh, I believe, hey. I'm, I'm, we, I know, I'm just saying, I just wanted to say I did not end the broadcast. Oh. <laughs> Headless you know. Ned's been riding along with us. And Headless Ned, I think between all the craziness of stuff we, we just went through with Vanessa, you've got yourself lined up. You, you know, we, we knocked out a bunch of questions you don't even have to ask now. You can just hang and <laughs> yeah. talk about other things. So um, great Very young cool. lady. Um, I love what she's done. She's prolific in her video games, prolific in her voiceover <laughs> stuff in, in animation. Um and and you know what just credits. truly down to earth uh, a person who everybody i spoke to said she was great and um meeting her at ICCC and then having her on here we've reached out to plenty of people and there's plenty of people who are like uh no we don't do that kind of stuff and she was ready to go and and we had some hiccups on the way of timing but other than that uh, she's been great to work with and i can't wait for us to cross paths again guys we have one week till ahsoka not going to keep us long um we're, we're all kind of ramped what up for that excited for that um i think it's going to be fun i think we're all we're all going to um enjoy that and uh, i'm not even gonna get myself uh to ddox level of saying it's gonna be the greatest star Ooh, wars thing are you ever. there ddox he... you're there um mm -hmm. after the after the hayden christensen commercial <laughs> I, it's it was game over for me brent you can't even talk me off this hype uh, of, of the hype train that i'm on right now I'm cruising. Alfie's throwing. Alfie's throwing. I know. Alfie is feeding Alfie to, in our text. Yeah. So the yeah. people that are listening, Alfie in our group text is fanning that flame hard for everybody yes. that's in our group text. Yeah. Like, you know, in a movie when there when there's like a train just pumping and then there's <clears> no like the camera <throat> angle where you can just see the wheels spinning. That's my hype train I'm on right now. I'll go I'm, one step further. And Alfie's pouring it's, the coal into the fire. It's back, the no, time. it's Back to the Future 3 when they throw the extra bombs in there. <laughs> He's in that second bomb. He just threw that second bomb in today. I'm sure sometime this weekend there's going to be that third bomb that's going to make your train go, uh, what is it, 88 miles an hour so we can get to yes. 1.21 yeah. gigawatts of energy. 1.21 gigawatts. Um, I mean, Speaking one of, thing that we've been – you know noticing is that the marketing for this show is really you know seems Kicking to in. be built different than some of the other shows i mean you know all of these shows have had their marketing and we always notice them but i mean i'm seeing ahsoka stuff everywhere you know it's like i'm driving and it's like those electronic billboards that will switch it's like i just see ahsoka on them constantly you i know? honestly haven't i don't think i've seen it like this this and i want to go to i'm gonna say it this, I believe, is Chapek, right? Or so? Iger, Iger, not Chapek. This is Chapek. This is Iger versus Chapek. Yeah. I want to say uh, that he knows where he's going. Like he knows that it's failing. He knows that he needs to do something. So he's kicking money into it to get the subscriptions up. I don't think that they put that much thought into it before, and it wasn't doing the or or it was growing, and they didn't care because it was so new. 
But now that it's stalling and everything else is stalling, I want to say that this is just a, a strategy because I don't remember this for Obi-Wan. I don't remember this for Boba Fett. I don't remember this for the first Mandalorian. Yeah. And that was right around COVID, like right before COVID. Then, But like, I don't remember having this much um, pub other than like the nerd, other than the super fans and the super nerds mm-hmm. like us talking about it. I don't remember having it on TNT. Um, Alfie took a picture of it today. TNT in his break room had a had the um, Master and Apprentice commercial on. Yep, that didn't happen for any of those other and, shows in my mind. And headless Ned just threw in another threw in another fire on a log on the fire. He says they're doing it that way because the actors can't help promote. Which let's face it, there's no Good Morning America stop. There's no Jimmy Kimmel stop. There's no any of those things so they've got to put it out there somewhere and besides us guys sitting in our basement doing podcasts how many other people pay attention and know so true um, interesting that's a good 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 thought there headless that's true i didn't think about that but i don't even with that they didn't even it was like when the show came out it wasn't like it is right now now obviously as you get closer to the show the marketing will ramp up a little bit more but they've been doing a lot of disney plus as a whole marketing um, not just the Ahsoka. Now they throw the Ahsoka into the Disney Plus marketing, but I've seen a lot of Disney Plus marketing as a whole. I think it's because they sat down and watched the screenings of it, and they said, "Yo, we got a winner." They said this show is bussing. <laughs> they no said, cap, we, yeah, they said we need to we need to slap the billboards up for this one." You know, this, while this, you this, are way younger than the two of us, that still was cringy to me. <laughs> I never used that word. But that's, that's okay why it was mind, man. You could tell you you could tell you never use that word. Listen, when you're not when, out of your mouth. Bussing. When you're riding when you're riding the hype train, you don't know what you're gonna say. You know. <laughs> gosh. I can only be let down from here, and I don't oh think I will be. Gosh. <laughs> I, I think it's gonna be great. I really do. I think Baloney's gonna pull some some magic out of his hat on this one. So I'm excited for it. And it's around the corner. I mean, where I where was Brent, the last? I love uh, Brent's hand gestures when he's when he's muted. Well, I I wiped my screen because like my my beard had water and it got all over my keyboard. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be good too. What I have the problem with is what I have the problem with with all of fandoms is there's the segment and they are because they're keyboard warriors. There's the vocal population that's going to take to it and say, "This is not my Star Wars." This is terrible. This is not my throne. They did this wrong, and they did this wrong. And how could they treat Ahsoka that way? Did we not? Did are we learning that Brent really is a voiceover actor? Maybe <laughs> he might be. I mean, here's what I will say though: is it's like <laughs> I feel like my vision of Star Wars fandom, because of this podcast and because of the I Triple C and everything, has totally changed. Because it's like. I see comments and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I just like don't care about it because you meet all these. We just had Vanessa Marshall on and just chopped it up with her for an hour. Like, and just like, you know, you can have, you know, from people like uh, Rick Prince or headless Ned, you know, I've, we, we had headless Ned on the podcast once and I met him at I triple C. I feel like I've known him for like, I don't know how long (laughs) it's like, you know, the guys from um, hyperspace uh, heroes and everything. It's like, I have such a better view of what Star Wars fandom is than what it might be perceived to be because of this podcast and just because of the people we've met and, and, you know, 
all, all this stuff that you know we've been lucky enough to do on these shows. So the keyboard while I can yeah, go you know, whatever. I won't say any bad <laughs> words. While I want to be in that camp, I go into every show saying that I'm not going to be affected by them. And I always get affected by them. <laughs> and it's because I like, I, I was Obi-Wan amazing. No, but like, I liked it. There were, there were parts that I could sit here. I love that little Leia. I want, I want little Leia to have some more information. I want that to grow. I, I want to see little Leia adventures, the Chronicles of little Leia. But um yeah i mean it could be good like it could like because she was she was powerful she was awesome she was she break out star stole the show you could um, have a live action kids show at one point in the future there's nothing wrong with that i doubt that because they're backing off on everything because it's not <laughs> princess <laughs> leia could be the next hannah montana come on but she wear the wig though <laughs> speaking speaking of that man i tell you what princess diarist the book that I just listened to, which is to me the same as reading, except I can get more things done. Uh, Carrie Fisher did oh, the yeah. reading of the book. She narrated her book and it was all of her notes and all of her thoughts from back in the time of making the original Star Wars. It was fantastic. I mean, if you guys like Fedak, I told you to, to listen to the IMC 3PO. And I did. Uh, and we I'll know do this the one. The Billy D. Williams one is coming out next year, which I cannot wait for. Is that he narrating one. it? I'm hoping he's narrating it. Um, I think that's I, the only way I'll listen to it. Oh man, I can't wait for that. But there, there's Mark, one chapter. Or Mark Thompson doing his best Lando, <laughs> which he does a fantastic one. But the, there's one chapter where it's just like all of her poems and notes from that time, and Billy Lord reads them all, which. Sometimes I feel like, whoa, am I tripping out with Carrie Fisher here right now? Because some of that stuff was kind of wild. But the story leading up to it and the story after it was fantastic. And she she read that. So, um, so yeah, just throwing that out there. But, you know, we're, we're just talking about all kinds of fun Star Wars stuff now. So, yeah. Any toy time? Um, no complaints about Hasbro at the moment? Well, they I mean, I, I recently did a visit to Target again today after the job I was at and uh, the $55 Luke Sky or uh, $55 Cad Bane and um, oh my God, Cobb Vanth is all of them are still stocked and the $45 Luke Skywalker is all stocked still. So no one is buying the essentially $50 price point Black Series figures. And at the same time, Alfie bought like six characters for less than 20 bucks at Ollie's yes. the other day. So he was really excited about that. I think so. people realize the cheat code um, for just waiting and being the first to get it on sale. <laughs> but I mean, you're probably not going to be able to see it on my phone. But I did see the first Scout Trooper helmet black series on oh. the shelf, which that thing is freaking dope. Dope? Does dope that work? Okay. Right? Dope is okay because that found that that sounded like you throwing bussing in did not sound like you like you like it was cringy. I'm sorry. Like it's I, I wanted it to be I'm it's glad straight it fire. It's straight lit. It flicked your bick then, right? Like that was also cringy. One twenty four for that uh, for that scout trooper helmet. So you figure the cost of four black series okay. figures, yeah. it, you could get a movie quality scout trooper helmet. At the same time, what is like the, they started out ninety nine dollars and now they're up to one twenty four. That's I mean that's about yeah. okay. You can shake your head, but I feel like that's right within par for the course as far as 
the way every inflation and the way that everything's going. It's true. I mean, it's like you you can feel better about paying the one twenty five though for something like that. Like if my Mando helmet was one twenty five, I'd be fine with it because that's like a piece that people see and they're like, "Yo, let me see that." Like people think it's cool. Like you know, it's like people want to try on the helmet. I'm like, "Oh, you could wear it, whatever." It's like. I don't know. It's different. Uh, the Scout Trooper helmet also has a feature where it can lift up. Uh, you know, so like you can lift it up kind of as a visor, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I might be that might be false advertising, but I'm pretty sure. So all those people who pay $124 plus shipping and handling are going to be dicked at UD Doc if it doesn't open up. You can email rule the galaxy SW at gmail.com with no, your complaints. Not the time when I want you to give out our email address. Um, so no, everything's kind of calm here on, on mine. Yeah, a, a toy time thing that like it has no Star Wars, but um, a buddy of mine who is a huge Star Wars fan may check in every now and then. Um, he bought his kids Playmobil, um, Back to the Future, and it's the really? De- it's the DeLorean with Marty and the Doc, um, and there's uh the dog, and he was playing around with it and sent us a picture. They also sell with it a holographic. You know how you turn it the picture of Marty and like, it's the picture of Marty and the brother and sister disappearing, like a oh. holographic picture that disappears. It's the, do- the dog. It was, was pretty cool. Einstein, by the way. And his other dog was Copernicus. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Einstein was the one that was in the future in the 85. Yes. And Copernicus was the one that was in 50. 55. Yes. Whatever. Okay. I'll add that to the list of trivia. <laughs> yeah. Hey, for anybody in central Indiana who knows somebody who wants to be trivia? Um, Brent and I are going to start doing some trivia hosting in September, October, November. Weeks. Correct? Yeah, a couple of weeks is the first one, right? Wow. Be, well, we got to have that meeting first, but yeah, yeah. So be prepared. You're going to hear a lot of trivia talk from me and Brent because we got to prep, and uh, I think I'm going to let him do all of his funny voices, and I'm just going to sit back and take all the hey, answers from people. Free food. He had me at free food. Like you had me at hello. Yeah. He had me at free food. <laughs> I, I'm all in free food and drinks. You know, it's all good stuff right there. So, uh, do you guys have any other Star Wars related topics? I'm trying to think. I don't. Besides reading books, um, I'm I'm clear on everything. I've been I've been doing a lot of reading. Um, uh, I would say in the last few months, I rewatched Clone Wars. I rewatched Rebels. I rewatched the Kenobi series. Um, and I, uh, like I said, I've been, I did the throne, the, uh, heir to the empire trilogy. I'm, I'm on shadows of the empire now starting back into that. Uh, so just doing some, uh, you know, star Wars housekeeping between shows. Doc, have you finished rebels? No, no, I knew that was, <laughs> have you even done any extra episodes? I, last night I did a lot of YouTube summaries and backgrounds. I mean, I watched like two and a half two and a half to three seasons of the show i'm an idiot for where i stopped because at this point i need to start it over again Uh, where i'm at right now has he started talking to the wolves yet no i don't think so actually then you need to continue watching (laughs) yeah uh, like yeah i need to one thing that i like about jedi powers and one thing that i i wish they would continue to do and i wish they could do this in in a different way was they slowly tried to introduce each person having something slightly different as far as a Jedi power. Um, Quinlan Voss, like he had that, like he touches mm-hmm. something, he can see the, the objects past. Um, you have um, with Ezra, 
Ezra can tap into animals and Ezra can talk and communicate with animals. And they show that in the first couple of seasons, like the first season he taps into like the big bats on that one cave, uh, old base planet and has them go after the inquisitor. And then it just continues to grow from there. So that's a running theme is Ezra's connection to animals and like how he can kind of speak and read animals just by making that jet, that force connection with them. Um, You haven't even gotten to the world between worlds yet. No, I, I away from the, but you saw Bindu, right? I love Bindu. I know about the world between worlds from secondhand talk. I know about Ezra going off uh, with the whales and Thrawn between secondhand talk. But I need to, I need to finish that. I I need to I need to find my last episode that I was watching and start. And if I feel like I need to go back, I will. But I'm gonna. I I actually saw a guy on TikTok the other day and posted a great video where he's like, hey. Here's a, here's a list of the episodes you should watch from Star Wars Rebels and it listed all the seasons. He's like, these are most likely plot points that might be showing up in the um, Ahsoka show. And, and he gave a big list and I screenshotted it right away because, I mean, you're po- you guys, before I was on the podcast, were the reason that I started grinding Clone Wars. And <laughs> in the beginning of it, I'm just like, I don't really like this. Like, I'm, I don't understand. And then I was so locked in to the point where there was episodes where I had like tears in my eyes. So like, I get it. <laughs> I just need to put the time in to like sit down and, and watch Rebels. Cause I know that once I lock in, I'll do it. But my, my, the problem is my ADD. I'm all over the place. I'll be like editing a YouTube video. Then I'll just like be thinking of a project. Then I'll be watching something stupid. And it's like, I need to just settle down and be like, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I got to do it in the next week. I got to do it in the next week. Were you watching a headless Net Stark video, or were you watching somebody else? Because he's mad at you that you were you were cheating on his video because he's got a video just like what to watch. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to go watch it then. <laughs> yep. See, no, you set no. yourself up for it. Bindu is like so. I hate the world between worlds because I think it's a cheap gimmick. I love Bindu. Bindu is the creature on the the rebel base planet that they do for season three and season four who basically puts kanan back in his place who helps the rebels does he look like a big ox yep Mm -hmm. i think i got to that point then on the show actually so i mean it gets it that's a little weird and not everybody but i love he's the wisdom he's like he called like he's a force being but he's not he like this is where i think the concept of the gray jedi comes from because he reads the force and he can use the force for power for good or power for bad. He sits there in the middle and rides the pine. But again, he puts Kanan in his place. He's kind of like Kanan's extra mentor when Kanan loses his way. If Bindu wasn't there, I don't think Kanan would have been as connected to the force or as willing to grow after season two when he got blinded. Yeah. Bindu's the one who kind of was like, "Dude, you got to grow up a little bit. Uh, yep. Stop, stop being a, stop being a pansy, or stop doing this, stop doing that. You got to grow up." And the way that he did it um, was teaching him like it was leading like Yoda led. It was leading like Luke led in Last Jedi. It was leading him with that like through lumps on his head and telling you, "You can, you'll do it. Just get over it." Kind yeah. Of a thing. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get back on it this week. I mean, because I'm very hyped for this show just because number one is just because I love Ahsoka. But like, I, I really I know that the Rebels characters and those plot points are probably going to be important to the story. And now, do I think it'll be a less enjoyable experience? Like, I think I'll still enjoy the show, even if I, you know, don't get to finish it in time. But I need to because yep. it's I'm the marking. one it's the one piece of Star Wars that everyone talks about where I'm just like, other than um, what's the the, the Resistance uh, show? You know, that's the only one I haven't watched a second of. Yeah, but uh, Rebels is the only thing that I just haven't finished for Star Wars, and I don't know why. It's like this monkey on my back. I need to get it. I need to figure it out this week. So. If you're not a sequel tr- sequel trilogy person, then the um, Resistance <laughs> isn't going to sit with you. It's nah. it's okay. I liked it. I I really like season one. Season two like was rushed and they just had to finish it. It was like yeah. they bought the season before they realized the backlash was going to happen. It's it's a it's good action and color and activity for kids. I I would say kids are going to be like, oh, there's funny characters, there's slapstick humor, there's you know there's fighters, all that kind of stuff. So I think kids probably like Resistance way more than us. But hey. It's not our entry point. It's somebody else's entry point. Yeah. So, um, fellas, I'm I'm going to shut us down. I, I've got a uh, busy few days ahead of me. Um, I can't thank you guys enough for always being there, always uh, making this thing great and, and having great questions and great action when we've got guests on uh, like Vanessa. Uh, can't believe it. Ahsoka starts next week. It's crazy, but... Thanks. And, um, you know, any, any last, any last words from either one of you guys? One, uh, one real quick one. Um, I recently got a box of, uh, the tops Chrome star Wars cards and they're really? hard to find at target. So, um, I've been holding on to it. They're still in the pack and I got the okay from Mrs. Doc that I can live stream on our YouTube channel. I was going to tell you, I was thinking me and little doc could sit here and open up the cards and if anyone joins in the comments, they can feel free to do it. But I think uh, there's a live stream maybe within the next week or so, probably around like 6 30, 7 o'clock. I'll do a little card opening and see if me and him uh, find any cool cards in, in the boxes there. That sounds so, great. Yeah. And I, I look forward to watching. I love Joey did one of those recently um, with Jack Harvey, which, by the way, Jack, we're all supporting you. I know things aren't going well for you this season. We'll get you back out there. We'll get you going out in the uh, IndyCar circuit. But, uh, uh, but yeah, he did one of those. And it was great just watching them open packs and making each other jealous of what they found in the different packs. So I yeah. say go for it. Plan it out. Put it out there. People will love to watch it. Uh, Brent, how about you? Anything good to finish on? No. I mean, same old, same old. Uh, Gen Con, I was tired. Uh, but uh, I tried to shoot some video, but I got mad at myself, so I didn't finish the video. So I'm just going to delete them and not, they're going to be lost to the ether. Um, oh. I, didn't, I wanted to film some stuff. I sent you guys some videos. So if D Doc wants to throw that up there, he can for the YouTube. Um, but yeah, uh, Gen Con, which is really cool, was a, um, my first experience at a big convention like that. Um, there's uh, 70,000 people in um, the entire convention center is taken up by, in Indianapolis. Uh, they've Because it's 70,000 people, they went ahead and extended their contract until the end of the decade. So there's at least seven more of those. Um, but yeah. it's So there's tabletop gaming where you get to play. What I have heard but didn't necessarily realize, if you have a badge, you can play 24 hours a day. Oh, 
So they leave the gaming. Hours. They leave the gaming area open. Like the sales floor closes at like six o'clock to let the vendors go do their like vendor meetings because people have meetings and they do deals and stuff like that. Let them have their day because they're there from eight to six. That's a long day to be in their vendor booths. But if you are a gamer, they will open it up uh, parts of the convention center for twenty four hours. Because the Legion terrain just sat out, and one of the guys mm. who was a TO had never been to Gen Con, and I had neither. And he was like, "So we just leave this here?" They're like, "Yeah." It's like, okay. So like, if I had my Legion stuff and I was living in a hotel or whatever, I could walk over and I could play till two, three o'clock mm. in the morning after everybody was done with the tournament on on the terrain that they had set up there. The amount of Monster and Red Bull that went through that weekend, I'm sure, was. <laughs> unfathomable which is also why in the rules and the like the player packet they say hey be mindful of this be mindful of that they actually said in there please take a shower throughout the weekend <laughs> okay i love it we'll end on that we have to remind people to take showers hey folks it has been great d doc thanks for always setting these up brent yes. thanks for coming on and hammering it with some great questions love doing this loved having vanessa marshall and she was fantastic uh, everybody, go support all the things that Vanessa's doing. Go go to her page. She's got tons of things listed on there. We didn't even talk about all of them. She's going to be at a lot of cons coming up soon, all that. Her Twitch, all that. So um, just go do that because she's a nice lady and she does good for the community. And you know what? For all the people who are following along, who are listening, who are watching, and the comments, thank you to everybody there. We'll have the podcast out tomorrow. But uh, until next week, until Ahsoka's here, May the force be with you.